Hello and welcome to this very special Bonfireside Chat, which is brought to you not by our Patreon backers, even though I love them. It is brought to you by my personal Kickstarter backers who helped make the Souls of Darkness book a reality, uh, available from PowerWorlds.com. I'm doing a couple of these special episodes in recompense for them. This is very similar to the episode I did with Allison Baker of uh, our respective Top 10 Soulsborne Areas. Uh, this is a bottom 10 Soulsborne areas with Jeremy Greer from Don't Give Up Skeleton and uh, Dark Souls Haters. The uh, So yeah, so if you don't like negativity, uh, this is maybe not the episode for you, but uh, I think it's really fun. I'm going to do a couple more of these uh, top 10 bosses with the Bloodborne DLC and Dark Souls 3 included, and a bottom 10 bosses, and maybe another one if I can think of an idea for one. A uh, quick note, we there are a couple of Skype problems that happened during this um you'll hear them i got i edited out the ones i could uh but i also missed i'm sure one or two uh where it just kind of cuts out for a brief like half a second um and there wasn't really a way to edit around them either when i found them so i apologize for that uh skype uh you know make make a program that works and i will pay for it uh anyway (laughs) um yeah so uh hope you enjoy and thank you kickstarter backers Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. And I'm Jeremy Greer. And you're listening to a very special episode of Bonfireside Chat, the uh, Kindled favorite. Um, as you can hear, I'm not joined by Cole Ross. He is fine. I have uh, killed him and I'm taking over his life. Single yeah. white female style. He's, and that's <laughs> what we mean by he's fine. Um, <laughs> you've been upgraded, Ross. I, I'm just kidding. I, we wouldn't kill Cole. We, we wouldn't kill Cole and have, man, single fight white female was a movie that I remember thinking in retrospect, it is so gross and, and kind of like sexual assaulty. Yes. Uh, when I was young and was just like way into any kind of Cinemax with any kind of nudity, uh, there were parts of single white female I legit thought were pretty hot. There's yeah, like kind of a, there's an aggressive yeah. blowjob scene in that movie that like, I remember just being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Don't mind but, but that in a spank bank. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it, you know, that's it's it was in that bank. Um, so the, as you can tell, uh, we're not, this is not an episode about, uh, Aerithil. This is an episode, uh, brought to you by my Kickstarter backers for the souls of darkness. As we round out about one of your souls of darkness, I'm wrapping up the final rewards and, uh, through some kind of alchemy, one of the rewards has transformed into a few bonus episodes of bonfire side chat that are taking the form of top tens and bottom tens, um, of various things. So uh, as you heard uh, the last time, you know, a couple months ago, I had Allison Baker on, friend of the show and personal friend, to do top 10 areas. And uh, I'm doing uh, four total of these shows, and I decided to have Jeremy Greer on for bottom 10 areas. They're worst areas in all of the Dark Souls games. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. we're not counting Bloodmore, and so Gary can't just list all 10 of them as meat and chalice dungeons. So. I, yeah, that's <clears> actually, <throat> I, I did, I, we are counting Bloodborne. <laughs> I'm counting Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, I've got, uh, I've got some Bloodborne. Uh, the, real quick, the, I joked about this. I'm, we're not doing it, but I really like the idea of having all my 10 of my meat chalices. And then after I ran out of the actual chalices, I mean, which I wouldn't, it could be like lower Thumeru. <laughs> um, but just being random ones I'd plugged in. <laughs> 
Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, capital H lowercase G X seven two is so bad. Uh, <laughs> Just finding random glyphs online is like this ladder doesn't go anywhere. Zero out of ten. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, how might uh, listeners of the show know you? Um, I have been on many episodes of Bonfireside Chat. I uh, I have my own podcast called Don't Give Up Skeleton that's related to Dark Souls, where I interview people about their origins with the Dark Souls games. Um, I am. I, I talk Dark Souls all the time. And, oh, I run Dark Souls Haters, too, which is actually getting a little bit of, like, traffic this month. People have sent me hate mail for the first time in, like, two months. So Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's a... Because we, we talk a lot about, uh, in Bonfire Side Chat, like, what we're going to do once uh, Souls runs out. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Souls Haters, what are you going to do once... It's not like there's, like, Witcher Haters or, like, Final Fantasy Haters. Like, it's going to be hard to find something to transition that to. Uh, I know someone that started a... Um, a rocket league hate mail blog oh gotcha because i got a lot of rocket league hate mail when that game first and that was just called um i think it was nice shot.tumblr.com <laughs> <laughs> um but i don't know like I, I might just start uh and just see if any any of the tumblr kids notice i might just start from the very very beginning and just start reblogging all the original stuff and see how long i can get away with that <laughs> probably a while yeah just re- recycling content yeah it's been going for like four years now like there's probably a ton of shit in there that nobody's ever seen so yeah Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not going through a deep dive, because it's, mm-hmm. it's the kind of unsavory internet place where you can't just sit there and read that all day. Like you can't have to dip in, you know, and that, that, <laughs> yeah. has, that has no bearing on you as your, your quality of, as a, a, you know, a steward of it. It has everything to do with the fact that it's a lot of people calling each other slurs. We had a, we had a real funny moment where um, I walked up to your booth in Austin and uh, Lobos Jr. noted Dark Souls, famous person. Lobos Jr. was standing there and uh he like turned around and you introduced me as the guy that ran Dark Souls Haters. And I, was, and I thought, man, if there was anything else you could have pulled from my resume besides <laughs> Dark Souls Haters, <laughs> you could have been like that guy that punched that dude in the dick in eighth grade, Jeremy Greer. And I've been like, yep, that's me. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, well. You'll, you'll forgive me. Um, I will. I have. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. So, this is very informal. It's going to be very similar to the Allison episode. Um where we're just kind of going go back and forth on our uh, bottom 10 uh, lists. And uh, yeah, probably be about an hour or so, but we're just going to kind of talk about our areas, briefly talk about like what we don't like about them, discuss them. Um, similar to the Allison episode, I imagine there's some crossover, so that's uh, something to, uh, to consider. And then um, in maybe a week or two, uh, the other two episodes we're going to be doing are the uh, a revised uh, top 10 bosses, now that uh, Dark Souls 3 and the DLC for uh, Bloodborne is out. Um, and then a uh, bottom 10 bosses. Uh, so, yeah. So let's uh, let's get started. Jeremy, did you end up uh, coming up with an honorable mention? Uh, I think I did. Let me let me just count real quick. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah, I did. So my honorable mention is going to be the Grave of Saints from Dark Souls 2. Grave of Saints. Yeah. yeah what, uh, what do you not like about the Grave of Saints? And why is it an honorable mention and not in your... Um, I like I actually kind of liked it for just rat growing purposes like the PvP side was fun but just everything in this area looks god awful like it's dark the textures suck I think like the traps that you build as a rat bro person are a lot less interesting than the stuff you can do in the doors of Pharos which is kind of a similar mm. arena and um, as I, I guess the boss is cool of this area and I know it's not top bosses or whatever but like a bunch of tiny rats I just I just don't give a fuck about so this, so this <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't quite so bad as it was like it was I was building this list I had to eliminate some because it was just like areas that were just too small to be areas um, but this was just like okay you're not quite bad enough to make it on the main list but you're I still want to call you out a little bit 
throw a little shade mm-hmm. that way. I, I gotcha. I totally understand. These real quick before uh, before we get further on, just uh, some ground rules. So we kind of just it, this is all super loosey goosey. There's no governing body for this. So um, where areas are combined and stuff is just kind of up to discretion. You know, if it if it made the making the list easier, you know, it's up to us whether we want to combine things like the Great Hollow and Ash Lake, which is not on my list. But if it was, I could say that slash that. Yeah, um, absolutely. I I ended up not putting things together. So there's uh, a couple areas that uh, you know are or end up mostly not putting things together. There's one uh, separation because I think they're bad for different reasons. Um, but we will uh, we'll get into it. My um my honorable mention is very similar, uh, and that's a uh, Belfry Soul from okay. Dark Souls too. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, which is I like uh, I, I the Iron Keep is not on on there for me, but Belfry Soul uh, is so one. I feel like that idea of that arena is done better elsewhere, which is very similar to your your kind of charge with the Rat Bro Covenant. Mm-hmm. Like I think the Bell Keepers uh, uh, over in Sinner's Rise is kind of cooler. Um, there's no boss, uh, and mostly because you have to uh, once you go into it, you have to go through all of it to get out. You can't go back the way you came because of a waist high ledge. Uh, and that drives me up the wall. Ooh, uh, so I, I have like, I have some waist high edges, <laughs> ledges in my in my future <laughs> level. If, if, listen, <laughs> if you like ledges, you will like this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Belfry Soul, which is just like it's kind of pretty. You can do some cool shit there, but it's not as fun as the uh, the Bell Keepers in uh, in the other side of the world. I think. Okay. So, but not so bad that it, it got on the list. Uh, number ten. Number 10 for me is the Valley of the Drakes. Valley uh, of the Drakes. This is like just a tiny piece of connected t- connective tissue that doesn't really matter, that has some kind of goofy-ass lightning-spewing dragon enemies that I don't really get behind. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much just a ledge. Like, it's just a cliff <laughs> ledge this time. It, it's a, just a whole area made of ledge. Not even, like, multiple ledges. Just one ledge, a bridge, and, like, an undead dragon. That, that's all you got. And it's pretty tiny too and there's basically no reason for this shortcut to exist like you can get into new londo in better ways you can there's other bonfires besides the one in dark root that gets connects into the elevator like this whole place just feels like it just doesn't make sense i don't know why it has a title card i don't, I don't know i like it geographically because it connects to so mm-hmm. many different places but i don't like that it has a title card and like something that um i tried to and that, that would be true of belfry soul as well like it was tricky to decide what I wanted to include where that was the problem. Yeah. Like the fact mm-hmm. that, and that's going to be a big thing with, with bosses too. Cause like, a, you know, a theory I've been throwing around as far as dark souls two goes, which is like, I think that people would not hate the bosses of dark souls two if they weren't called bosses, you know? So like imagine, um, going into, uh, earth and peak or whatever. And the covetous demon is just a weird monster at the bottom of this pit. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, what was mm-hmm. that thing? Like, that's real weird. Um, you know, maybe it drops a piece of equipment instead of a soul and that's how you get its story. But then people wouldn't be like, Oh, it's a bad boss because it's too easy. And they did a lot of this in dark souls three with like the, um, Oh, what's the dude on the bridge that drops the thing that you get? Yeah. The the pot, like, yeah, the the giant. Yeah. 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 Those things. So they do that kind of, and I think that's kind of a smarter idea instead of calling them bosses. Yeah. Um, and this is like, shouldn't have been called an area. Um, that almost made it on my list as well. Hmm. Um, for that exact same reason. Um, instead, uh, my number 10 is smoldering lake from, uh, dark souls three. <laughs> okay. Getting right um, into it. The, uh, no, I mean, there's, there's, uh, I mean, spoiler, I mean, there's a few dark souls three areas on here, but they're not, uh, they're not my number one. So the, um, so yeah, smoldering lake, which is a big fiery emptiness. Uh, I don't know why there are crabs here. Um, I pretty much everything down this path 
um, preview, Demon Ruins 2 is on this list as well. <laughs> uh, everything down this path is stupid and bad. Um, like, I don't I don't understand how it fits in the... Co- like, I get that it's it's Ash Lake. Sure. There's spoilers for this uh, podcast. <laughs> the, um, this, uh, this, uh, FYI, I forgot we're Whoops. past the wall. But, like, this is, this is actually... Could potentially be the first thing on the network that talks about this this callback mm-hmm. um i get that this is ash lake um you know this is what happens when the ash trees are burned that's kind of a cool image everything else about it doesn't make sense and i don't like it so like the the gigantic avalon the gigantic crossbow that's sniping you the entire time makes no fucking sense i don't know what that's doing there it's not very mechanically interesting to go up and turn that thing off um as you mentioned you're the first person who clued me into this but you can't use it uh as a invader uh, yeah, which is sucks. super lame. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> if you're going to uh, put something like that in, at least let me troll people with it. <laughs> and there's kind of a boss fight to this, like a little miniature boss fight, uh, other than the Demon King, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, this Karthus sandworm thing that, like, I think totally doesn't work. Like, it is, is a, as a melee character at the very least. Like, it just, it's going to pop up right next to you and knock you down. And it's just like an Estus tax. Mm-hmm. To, to get it. you can trick the the avalon into killing it which is kind of cool but other than that there's just like so little to this area and i don't know why the things that are here are here it's also kind of ugly like the the whole ground like smoldering thing that they went for i think you can get that impression but it just kind of looks bad too like i don't yeah really, it's not aesthetically pleasing even even if it's even while it's not mechanically pleasing you <clears throat> even if it's if it's supposed to be like the, the grandeur of uh, actually kind of brought low or the arch trees brought low or what have you. Um, they could have sold that a lot better, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is true of this entire section. Um, what do you got for number nine? Number nine is, um, speaking of voice hot ledges, the shrine of winter. This the is shrine of winter. Um, I, I really, it really fucked with me to make this list because I really wanted to go to like, again, areas that don't deserve title cards. And yeah, um, this is the only one that I think besides, I mean, the Valley of the Drakes counts, but this is the, like the smallest area in any of the souls games. And it really hammers home. And Allison, as I was talking to Allison about this earlier, she mentioned this, the fact that like half of dark souls two is strictly about you getting past this waste high ledge that you can't just climb over. Like you yeah. have to go defeat the four Lord souls to get into this gate. And then you go on the other side and it's literally just like a rock in your way. It's just That's the so most, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, it looks incredibly cool and it just is not delivered upon at all. Like I know you eventually teleport back to a DLC, but like, I just like this thing looked so incredibly cool. Like that was the only one in the game before the DLC came out. And I thought it was going to be something super interesting. And then there's that weird mechanic with earning 1 million souls plus the new game level that you're in to just walk through it. Regardless, that doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Like I just, yeah, yeah. I'm just not into the Shrine of winner. No, it's not very good. Um, and it's got, there's a little bit more past it. There's a little walk up, you know, on your way into Dreng Lake, which like is like when you go into Dreng Lake, when you leave here, I think it's very cool. So that connective tissue, I have kind of like a little bit of goodwill for mm-hmm. just because of that, but that, that waste out why waste high wall thing is such a problem because I get it. It's video games, you know, you're not going to have, but it would have been so easy for them just to make a wall. <laughs> yeah, no, what's you the know? difference? <laughs> like, like, it was just like what, What's the already, limitation there? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, when you go up to that that waist high bit of rubble, you can see past it and you can see an item. And I think that's supposed to be the idea is like, oh, you know to go there. But it just ends up being frustrating that that happens to be right next to, you know, just make it a door that you need a key or something, you know, so it had at least a sensible way to get past it. Or just put um, the sh- I, man. There's so many different ways you can handle that without making it seem like a it, like I, my character just can't literally anyway, waist high walls. It, it, it also <laughs> has a problem with the same problem as Valley of the Drakes where like 
it's such a cool evocative name that when you get there, you think you're going to, you're in for some cool shit. And then when you're immediately not, it's a disappointment. And as we both can agree on, like most of the time, ice levels and souls games are like the coolest shit in the world. Like snow levels are the coolest shit in the world. And that's been proven. So when you get to the shrine of winter and just realize there's just a shrine, there is no winter. Like that's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who, who is like, was it named by somebody named winter? Like I don't, uh, it's it's pretty silly. Like that's a, that's a, a good one. I went back and forth and this is not saying. I, I tried not to do too many connective tissue areas just because yeah. it's, you know, uh, but that would have been on my list too. If I was, if I didn't make an arbitrary rule to myself to count them out, I had to, I went back through and like redid this list about an hour and a half ago to take some of those off. Cause I've started feeling kind of bad. about them. <laughs> so yeah. what's your number nine? Uh, uh, number nine is two, two from demon souls. Uh, okay. The only, the only demon souls uh, thing on this, I think this is, I recently replayed demon souls and it's been a really positive experience. Um, I think this is the worst designed level in demon souls by far. Um, if you recall, this is like after the spider, um, you can go right immediately and do that. Like really harrowing, really kind of poorly signaled shortcut of falling down to the flame lurker, or you can go left forever into like a thousand tedious tunnels of those like giant <laughs> bugs that you can, uh, you know, you can't really block through. So, and they have infinite hit points. So you just end up hitting them, backing away, hitting them, backing away for eternity until your weapon degrades. Um, it's really confusing, like the layout uh, from that. There's like two levels for some reason. There are all these weird little crystal lizard dead ends. And like the reason it's not worse on the list is because like it does feel like a mine. Uh, but as a level, it's like they forgot to make it fun to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, there should you know, have been some sort of shortcut in the middle of that stuff. Like once you get down to the lava lake, they should have been a shortcut back to somehow because like that's yeah. just way too long to navigate by itself. Making like making runs into the left side of of two two is so obnoxious. <laughs> um, and there, there's like tantalizing kind of glimpses of mechanics they're going to do. Like when you first get up there, they're like two minecarts show up with those exploding balls. You know, they're mining for explosions. Uh, those are really cool. They show up a, like way later. There's like two of them later, but that could have been a cool mechanic. Like these idea of these minecarts moving through that have these mines on them. Mm-hmm. So they're like mine carts. Mine. Car- yeah. I see what you did there. I, I, that would have been kind of cool, you know, instead it's just like one passage full of a thousand dudes with like tons of blind drops you know, or just an infinite morass of tunnels that loop on each other and, and kind of suck with a bunch of enemies, too many hit points. So I wanted to at least have some kind of, you know, there's no Souls game where I like every single area. So I wanted to have a representative in from each game at the very least. And mm-hmm. this is my least favorite in, uh, into, in uh, Demon's Souls. Well, no. my, no- my number eight is uh, from Dark Souls 1, uh, and it's mm-hmm. the Crystal Caves. Crystal Caves. Yeah. Almost made it on my list as well. Um, this, you know, my problem with the Crystal Caves is it, it looks neat. Like that, the whole crystal thing is, is cool. It's, but it's filled with just like totally skippable stuff. So it just turns it into an extraordinarily long boss run if you happen to die to Seath. Like it just takes forever. Even if you like, even if you have all of the invisible paths memorized, even if you have like you know where to dodge across the enemies, you're still just running past shit into a fog gate, and it's just. Again, my problem with Souls levels is when they make something boring. The Moonlight yeah. Butterflies are almost impossible to fight in this area. Like, I would have liked to seen... I like the idea of bringing a boss back into and making mm-hmm. it a normal enemy. That's very, very empowering. And they pull it off successfully with the Capra Demons. But with, it's almost impossible to fight these things. Like, you have to... You're navigating up on a narrow, like, crystal 
ledge again it comes back to the ledges Jerry. yeah <laughs> if it comes if there's a ledge i'm gonna not gonna not like it um so like it just and you know there's that whole blue slab over there which i'm have played a lot of dark souls and i know all of the tricks to get that thing over there but it is still almost impossible for me to get over there like it's ugh, i just i don't it, like it yeah it that that was nearly on my list too like i think that uh it's very pretty and i like areas that have a strong concept mm-hmm. usually that'll go a long way with me but like there's like a lack of confidence in the concept when they patched in the uh, developer message that shows you that they're invisible paths mm-hmm. there. And it's cause like they realized it was a bad idea, you know? So it's like, they didn't commit to it, which I almost would have liked more. It's also a game that's kind of broken, uh, hit detection and geometry wise. Like so many times when you're running on these crystals, your character's just going to start sliding towards the edge for no reason <laughs> Yeah, at an angle that <laughs> defies gravity. Like It ends up being, you know, really, really. And when you die 100%, uh, very very frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. the, and, and the, going back to the uh, invisible path, they did the same thing in Dark Souls Three with that path to Yorska. Yeah, they, they even they even like committed less because you can't fall off that ledge. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, bonkers. it's just so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. All the stuff. I mean, we're going to talk about it. all the stuff with Yorska. I think is kind of a like. I don't. I have not bought one explanation of Yorska, other than like kind of related to Priscilla. Kind sure. of related to yeah. and like yeah, got okay. some tentacles, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, you know because there's not a good explanation, so that stuff with Yorshka ended up being kind of a disappointment in an area otherwise really like. Um, the uh, yeah, I agree with you about uh, Crystal Caves. Almost made it on my list. I'm glad our lists are so different so far. Mm-hmm. Um, again, turning into a parody of myself, uh, my number eight is from Dark Souls Three, and it is the Consumed King's Garden. Uh, not to be confused, not the Untended Graves. I think Untended Graves is good. And it's past this. The actual consumed king's garden, though, I think is a pretty bullshit area. Um, it's really short. It's movement and you know hindering, and you're just fighting those gigantic pus of man things, which I hate fighting. Um, I think that that they're really unfun to fight, really hard to read their attacks, and then it's over. Um, so you, there's no sense of like, oh, like you know, the coolest thing that can happen in a Dark Souls game, I think, uh, in an area, is that you move through an area and you, uh, or Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure it's still there. Sorry. Yeah, we're good. Um, you uh, you move through an area and you get a sense of the person who has authorship over the area. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like oh, you move at the very least when you move through uh, the Duke's archives and the Crystal Caves, you do get a sense of Seath, right? Like you uh, you know, there's these crystal butterflies and these golems that he's been using to experiment with and stuff, but you don't get any real sense of of Osirios Osiris uh, through moving through this. You just see slime and pusses of man, and then that's it, and then it's over. So, I have a I have a, a pretty big issue with this level because they put two pretty beefy knights right in front of the boss. So yeah. it, which to me is just basically like if you can't, you know, juke around these dudes, they're just like here to take some estus away from you. Like that's all they're there for. Yeah. And that's kind of a bullshit thing, especially when most of this game has like bonfires right next to the boss doors or at least like clear runs. So yeah, they, they, they're, they're setting up. It's not necessary that you have easy runs, but if you have easy runs for every boss fight in the game, the one time you don't have them, it's gonna, you're going to notice it, mm-hmm. you know, or the few times you don't have it. So what, uh, what's your number seven? My number seven is, and this was worded re- weird on the wiki when I pulled this. So it just says Flame Lurker Archstone. But I think this okay. is this is uh, dr- the Dragon God level. Like this is the oh, okay. last level. So like, and I know this is technically a boss too, but I, I, I included it because this to me, even more so than um, like the boss of Lost Eyes, the Bed of Chaos, is just the most garbage, boring, 
Like you're literally going from place to place, pushing a button, going to the next. It's like the antithesis of all of Dark Souls levels to me. Like it's just mm. it's super linear. You have to do these weird mechanical things to make it through. It's a lot of one shot kills if you don't, and it's just extraordinarily boring. So yeah, it's uh what it does is the idea behind this area, uh, which and the boss, which I like, which is that like you don't want him to see you, so it's kind of a stealth level you know, a stealth boss, but it's so hard to keep your eye on the dragon and what you need to do mm-hmm. because of, because it's an over the shoulder game. Like it's a game of the fixed perspective and not an omniscient overhead perspective. Mm-hmm. Like this, I think this level would actually work pretty well if you saw from above and you could just see when the dragon's eyes changed and then you were able to move your guy behind a little pillar. Um, so somebody, I don't dislike somebody needs to mod Metal Gear Solid five and to put dragon God in that world. Cause then you can, <laughs> yeah. then I would have enough tools to deal with the dragon God in a much different way. I would have a lot more fun with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't dislike it as much as you do. I actually kind of like that that area, but I get what you mean for sure. What's your number seven? Uh, the Iron Passage from uh, the Crown of the Iron King DLC. Okay. Um, this is the little run up to double Smelter Demon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I like the Smelter Demon boss fight, both forms of it. Mm-hmm. Like I know people really hate that boss. I actually like it. Uh, but the run up here, um, you know, all three DLCs, the Dark Souls two DLCs, shot themselves in the foot from being like a hundred percent good. Like they're all, I like those, those areas quite a bit, but they, each of them has one area that's kind of bullshit. And, uh, this is not the most bullshit of them, but this one is definitely boring and tedious to get through. And, uh, it is a really boring boss run that kind of dares you into either, uh, methodically clearing it every time, uh, which is going to be an Estes tax. And, uh, you're going to end up at the end, you know, with fewer resources or just trying to find a way to juke past every enemy and run past them in a way that I think is far less successful than something like, um, the black gulch or, uh, even like the dragon shrine. Like there are areas mm-hmm. where it is more interesting and more, uh, open that like just running past enemies feels like a better alternative than it does here. The, the they stack the enemies so far against you too. Like they've yeah. got melee enemies covering that are you know that are backed up by uh, ranged enemies that are kind of bullshit to begin with. So just trying to get through the level normally, quote unquote, just like if you're actually going to clear it, is just a huge pain in the ass. And the the other big problem is at the end of this, there's literally no reward. Like I mean, you get the dad mask from Dark Souls One. Like woo, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's, it, uh, it's very similar. You don't know whether this is going to be the dumb like DLC co-op because the whole idea behind those areas was that you would do them co-op, right? Because even if you don't have the DLC, you can summon in people who don't have the DLC. Yeah, that was the, that was the thing, which doesn't exist anymore because you know Scholar of the First Sin came along. So exactly. So the, the, you know, this idea of being able to like this is balanced for for co-op, I can kind of respect that. Um, it just doesn't lend itself to how I play. Like I I only bring in people for bosses really, mm-hmm. um, and only if I really have to. So like. A little bit. It's a little bit on me for resisting the way it's it's designed, but it's also not a very fun area to play. So that is why Iron Passage is my number seven worst Soulsborne area. Well, that's going to bring us right to number six for me, which is Cave of the Dead, which is the oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> which is the like optional, uh, you know, super difficult co op challenge from the uh, Crown of the Sunken King DLC. Um, and this thing is just like. I think a very frustrating thing to me on this is that they make you drop through these these holes. There's literally no way to get back where you came from. Like, even if you were like, oh, I want to go back because, like, I left my co-op partner up there. Like, there's just no way you can do it. You're just shouting into the ether or just gesturing silently to nobody. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just full of, like, 
again, it's that thing where they just put enemies after enemies after enemies. And I, I really am resistant to saying like, oh, these developers are copying and pasting things. But it was like, okay, we built this level with like seven alcoves. So let's get 14 of these knights that they've been fighting and put two in each mm-hmm. alcove. And I don't know. And like the whole run up just kind of, it's, it's filled with enemies, but it's still very easy to run past everything. So that's kind of makes the whole thing pointless. And then there's, um, at the end of it, oh, I know we're not talking bosses, but man, like at the end of it is just the most garbage boss fight probably across all three, excuse me, all five souls games. Yeah. There's the, there's the gang squad. Yeah. Which yeah. is just, Oh, yawn. Um, yeah. 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 Who's yeah. I don't like that area either. I don't, um, my uh, my roommate Will, who has been on the show uh, and is a Souls guy, really loves it because he does uh, PvP stuff there, mm-hmm. and he says it's really fun to do you know invade people there, uh, which I can kind of see. And like the one thing about that, the only reason why that didn't end up on my like that's not on my list at all. That mm-hmm. specific, I don't think it's good. Um, but it's that I got really good at running past it, so it just ended up being going down a little easier than yeah. the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's not good. Um, it's it's a way about like getting spit in the face you know by those statues <laughs> yeah those, those statue yeah. turtles uh and that that sucks that's really rough um so we are uh my number six is uh demon ruins from dark souls one some dark souls so, one okay yes uh <laughs> which is um you know i don't like surprise surprise again to spoilers like uh lost isolith is not on my list uh, people hate lost isolith i kind of like it um as a level um, and I don't associate the boss fight. You know, if I'm just looking at areas, I don't mind Lost Isleth, um, especially after the lava. Demon Ruins, though, I kind of do, uh, mostly because um, it doesn't like add up to anything. Like the copy paste part of it doesn't bother me. You know, I try not to say that that often either. And I like fighting Taurus demons and Capra demons mm-hmm. uh, after after doing this. But the fact that they're not laid out very carefully, like they're just like arrange like soldiers and to actually fight them you have to pull them all tediously or just run past them is really obnoxious i also really hate those wall worm enemies it's the only place where those appear and i, I really hate like those, those things. dudes I like Do you really dudes. yeah they're so much fun yeah i mean they're assholes but i i, I kind of have an affinity for that design for some reason I, they spit stuff that degrades your equipment like i don't know it's, it's, <laughs> i hate that mechanic uh so much um it's also this is uh, a big reason is uh, everyone talked about how blight town killed the performance on their uh their games this is where my performance always tanks for some reason or another mm. Um, so that is why Demon Ruins from Dark Souls 1 is my number six. Number six. Well, that moves us into number five, which uh, I'm actually going to go to back to Dark Souls 2 and go to the Crown of the Iron King for the memory of the old Iron King. Um, mm-hmm. So this is uh, once you finish everything basically in the game and you're able to access these memories with the memory heart i don't remember what the fuck it's called it doesn't matter something Uh, like that uh this is just like a total bullshit run this thing is filled with uh what's where did everybody settle on the pronunciation of alan is it alan or alone alan is what i always say so it's filled with alan knights that seem to like aggro you from across the map um when it's it's got all those weird crazy salamanders and like it's almost impossible to run past everything the way that everything's set up without taking damage. So again, you're going right back into like, just, Oh, Hey, let's take some Estus away from you before boss fight. It's not rewarding at all to pull a one by one. Like you kind of get to that situation where 
because the Elan Knights take a long time to kill, even one on one. Like they've got significant health, especially if you go into New Game Plus. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's you know it's basically like it's not an interesting level at all. Like it's just some squares. Like it's just a series of squares with a hallway that connecting. Big it. rooms with great way gratings it, on yeah, the floor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's just so it's just kind of boring. The boss fight at the end of this is absolutely amazing. And if this was top ten boss fights, I probably would would have Sir Alone on it. Uh, mm-hmm. But like the level to get there was. I remember thinking when the DLC came out, like this is the least fun I've ever played. At least fun I've, I've ever had playing Dark Souls trying to yeah. get to that boss wow yeah it's not it's not good um i don't <laughs> think i had as, as hard a, a time with it as, as you did for sure but it is uh it's not good um <laughs> especially like how i play because like you know you you develop a style playing these games and like i tend to play pretty conservatively and cautiously like that's and it's not you know uh it's not because my e penis is not good my e penis is thick and round and good. You got to take that e Viagra, son. Come on. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> my 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 e Johnson is actually good. It's good, guys. But the the reason why uh, I play cautiously is because it's very satisfying to me to like slowly clear these things. I only do it once, you know. But everything must die on my first playthrough. Like I have to actually do all the things, uh, and and how whatever that takes, you know. So I would rather do that, you know, pull things and do it slowly than a thousand times trying to be aggressive. Um, and luckily, I think that maybe I just had a good experience where I didn't have to do this very often because Alon is a tough boss fight, but not nearly as tough as fume Knight, which I had kind of like, it was like training in gravity for So maybe I just had to go through it once, but there's some reason why I think that you're right. Like this is really bad and it's possibly as bad or worse than the iron passage, uh, but did not, uh, did not end up taking that spot. So I'm with Sorry. you. Also bad. Um, are we on five? You were on five. Uh, my number five is, five is the profaned capital. <laughs> uh, from dark souls three, uh, which is there's some kind of cool stuff that happens in it, but it has, um, the part of it that is indoors and building related is so slight as to be like meaningless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like three rooms. Um, there's no sense of like culture or anything that you really get from this other than that, like, you know, the actual event of the profane flame, um, and a little bit of a relationship between these, uh, these headdress ladies and the Arathil dungeon and how they get to, but the big area, the thing that frustrates me the most about it is the gigantic section with the church and the toxin pit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, which I hate, uh, having to move through toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that like, that's too, too harsh of a, uh, a status ailment to like, just have around, um, like that. And then having that just be it, like having going through uh, that section, um, you know, going through the the building section, just like, okay, I killed a thousand mimics and got a bunch of rusty coins for some fucking reason and <laughs> killed, killed, you know, just a dozen of these, you know, ladies with knives. And then I go fight the, uh, the endless rat pit and the toxin pit. And, you know, they just doesn't add up to anything. I don't have a strong sense of culture or sense of place from this area. And then I also have negative associations with the boss and, and, and stuff from this area as well. But mm-hmm. we won't get into that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to uh, like bite my tongue and just say like through gritted teeth, like, I disagree. <laughs> Do you like the area or just the boss? I Like the, the, the area that you're talking about, like I, moving through Toxic kind of sucks, but I really liked exploring that area. I really like the, the enemies that you see there. I like a lot of the stuff that you're pulling from it. Like you so know, they have I like all the, the hand Logan. monsters. Yeah, the hand so monsters The hand monsters cool. I'm into. The, the NPC though- there is really cool like the uh the weird sorcerer dude with the hammer that, that guy's awesome the, even the like the the weird logan stuff here i mean it's part of like 
associations are weird, so it makes it hard to uh, to do an objective one of these lists because areas are defined by like what's in them, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like the uh, but having the weird ties to Logan here drove me fucking mad because every area in Dark Souls Three has ties to Logan somehow. There's like crystal sorcerers that are in Farron's Keep and in the archives, uh, and and like these like all these little bits that tie to the same thing, but without doing anything. You know, so it was the idea that like, how is Logan related to this? We just know that he's around somehow, you know, but we don't know how. And this was an area where that felt very concentrated in a way that like, I mean, like you, like it is not, I you know don't want to say a developer is lazy, but it feels like Mad Libs to me, you know, like, oh, let's just throw, let's throw a, a sorcerer in here and have him have some ties to Logan. Sure. Yeah. You know, and that, that mm-hmm. sucks. You know, I don't, I don't like that. Like that bugs me. So it's, it's that. And then just the fact that I was expecting to explore like a large, like a, a community, a culture, like this is one of the Lords of Cinder seats. I want to see this other world. And it, I didn't have that feeling leaving from it. I, I will say that if you read the item descriptions for all the proflames, profaned flame stuff, um, you get the mm-hmm. idea that um, you should have been like moving through a city, like a, like a burnt out city. Like, I think that yeah. would have been a lot cooler as opposed to like what you end up with, which is a couple of churches and like that weird run up with the, another fucking Lord vessel shooting fireballs for some reason. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> it, it does, it does feel unfinished. Like the same way that people talk about Isla feeling unfinished. I feel like this feels unfinished sure. in a way that kind of bums me out. So, well, number four for me is, uh, the demon ruins from dark souls three. Uh, oh man, check this out! I, I wish I had a bell because that's my number four too. So we, we, so we can just we can just talk about it. <laughs> nice, yeah. This area, uh, I think the very, I think like the very first person I knew to call this area the Chalice Dungeons of Dark Souls Three was uh, Sean on Slack, account four mm-hmm. four, and uh, man, that that image just it's very striking because the things that I like about the, about the chalice dungeons are not present in the demon ruins. And man, the stuff that I kind of hate about the chalice dungeons are totally present. <laughs> in the demon present ruins. The demon ruins, yeah. <laughs> um, there's some real garbage enemies in this area. It's oh. I, I complained about the, uh, like a series of boxes connected by paths. Like a lot of that, they waste the, what I think is the only double uh, illusory wall in the game mm-hmm. for like a staff. It's just a callback, more callbacks to the chaos, whatever. Like you get, I think Beatrice's staff, which mm-hmm. of all the people to make a callback to, like Beatrice from yeah, Dark Souls, a non-character. <laughs> no. and don't get me wrong, I like that chick a lot. Like I always take her down to the Four Kings with me, but like it's it's not like there's a lore on Beatrice, so it's really weird to have like that staff back. There's curse yeah. frogs that I don't really care about. There's a lot of that thing where. Hey, there's a lava pool. Let's put some items in it so that you have to go out of your way for yeah. fire resistant stuff. That I, man, they did that in Dark Souls too, and I kind of hated it there. Like, and I don't. They like do it, it in here uh, Demon Souls too. Like yeah. it's a big Demon Souls problem. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't get into that at all. Um, and then, man, like so many like dead Capra demons running around. Like just. It is Capra demons, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, just, yeah, there, there, there are all kinds of demons who are hanging around. Like, there are Capra demons and Taurus demons in like piles. The uh, o- kind of round. The only thing that I like is that at one point you go to a room and there's a black knight like trying to kill all of these demons. And I think it would have been incredibly cool if they had pulled a uh, like you know Demon Souls one two and had your had that black knight been your bro. But instead he just yeah. aggro's on you. Like if he followed yeah. you around killing demons, that would have been the coolest fucking thing ever. But instead, like, it's just, you know, hey, it's another Black Knight. Got to kill it. 
it's like black knights hate demons what the fuck are black knights even doing in this game though like it doesn't uh, <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's and who who killed the demons you know like there's like these weird kind of uh some hints and some lore suppositions that it was like the people from uh like the abyss watchers uh did it uh but then the Gru are here and they're there and they're guarding the abyss watchers so like there's not this area has such a poorly explained kind of thesis mm-hmm. to it like other than the fact that like oh yeah ca- the chaos has been this weird kind of thing we've always had in the series i think it was in like the most recent body video where he like pointed like kind of underlined for me exactly how poorly the chaos has been explained mm-hmm. as a thing throughout the entire series like we get that they you know tried to make a flame and there were demons and in dark souls one that's good right like it's like that's fine yeah. uh you know like makes perfect you, sense. Sci- science went wrong mm-hmm. but feeling like it had to be this kind of like thing that needed to be wrapped up just felt a little bit like an answer to a question I wasn't asking, you know, like, uh, and, and then just who these grew are, who are these people were here? And they're so frustrating to fight. Like the, uh, just really, really fast, aggressive enemies with unlimited stamina. And then down the hall, there are snipers that create turrets, yeah, you know, the, like it is the, all the, the fights here. Fireball so guys bad. are just like, yeah. I mean, and like having multiple, like, I think in one area, there's, like, four of them. And I just, like, oh, hey, there's a glowy over there. I'll just suicide over there until I get the glowy and can get back out again. Like, that was what... It, it, this was the point of the game where I started, like, making suicide runs past shit because I was getting yeah. so frustrated with John's past it. Yeah. It's really frustrating. And it make things worse. Like, the one boss that's in this area, you don't have to go down here. I thought you actually had to go down here. And when I left the uh, the Demon King's arena back onto Smoldering Lake, the huge what the fuck. Like real like drop the controller like oh I didn't have to do that yeah I mean I had to because I was exploring it but the fact that like there's literally nothing down here except for a couple of pieces of equipment uh, and a little like a lore thing that's like the first time I saw a bunch of dead capra demons it it has a little bit of that power that like when you fight the you know the copy pasted uh, capra demons and mm-hmm. demon ruins one a little bit of that like oh shit this was such a big deal to me and something has killed all of them but then it just keeps going and going well past when the point is made. Uh, um, where it's like I, I fucking get it it feels you like know? that uh that adult swim video too many cooks right like it's yeah, that. <laughs> yeah it just keeps going <laughs> yeah i kept thinking like i was gonna find the thing that had killed all of these capra demons like i thought that was gonna be the boss of this area but like that how cool would that have been you know right or like you know when you're talking about the the black knight being your bro what if like when we get here like so if the black knights are the ones who took out the demons right which i don't think is the case it's the fading flame that killed the the demons but if there's something like fighting them uh, what if like the war is going on, you know, that would have been a strong concept for this and would have papered over a lot of the problems with the, the layout, the level design of just hallways and corners, um, where like, you know, multiple rooms, there are black knights who are fighting demons, Sure, you know, like yeah. you are a third party here. There's actually something going on when you get here. That would have been really cool. Uh, not that they, they didn't do that. Instead, they just made a bunch of like real fucking boring hallways and, uh, the same thing over and over. So I will say too, you, you mentioned like having to go down here for the boss. Um, I, I didn't do that. Like I, apparently you can fall through the roof and get down here. And I, I did not do that at all. Like I'd actually made it past the weird sandworm and killed the old, killed the boss of the arena first before ever going down here into the demon. Yeah. Ruins. And so like, I was expecting, like I thought I was like, well, that's a weird placement for a boss that I could just walk up to. And I kept expecting to find the actual boss. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought, I thought I'd found yeah. the moonlit butterfly and I was going to find my Sif down here at some point, but like, no, no. just, yeah, not, not there. So. It's such a mess. I know. What a mess. What a shame. Uh, well, now you know you can't invite me on the Bonfire Side chat episode of that because we just covered it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>
it, it might still happen. We might. Well, we have to get through it. We're we're dutiful if nothing else. Um. So my number three is uh, going back to Dark Souls two, and I think actually my 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 list is Dark Souls two heavy. I didn't actually count up what, mm. what areas, but uh, I'm going to go back to Harvest Valley. Uh, mm. This is. This is, again, one of those areas where I think that is very boring to play through. Uh, the enemies are they are kind of dumb, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when they're not just haphazardly placed, like there's that one little side path with, I don't know, like 10 executioner guys that chase you around in like a big... <laughs> like Yeah, the little ambush room. Yeah, that sucks. That's horrible. And then like the... The guys, the little dudes that ride on the big guys and shoot the weird fireballs at you, like, that's fine. But, like, they just don't do anything with them. Like, I wanted that to be much more interesting. Like, if I killed one of them, like, the little dude would jump down and become an enemy or something. But it just ends up being, like, I don't have to fight them at all because they're so slow and their aim is so poor. I just literally walk by them. And then, like, once you get past this, you're mostly into Earth and Peak. And I don't... Even the in-house versions of Harvest Valley where you're, like, there's the poison pit and the poison... I think just there have canisters of poison laying around for some reason mm-hmm. like, that you can roll through. I, I just, it's just very boring. And then again, you get back to dark souls Two color palette and it's very green. It's a very Brown. It just, just kind of, I hate this. I can't, I hate that. I keep going back to boring, but like, that's kind of what makes my list. I think it's just, it's a very boring level. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like earth and peak, but I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. There's oh no, no, I don't. Not... I like Earth and Peak. I'm oh, not I'm saying, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Harvest, Harvest Valley. Valley. Yeah, yeah. Earth um, and Peak is fine because I had to do that too. I was like, where is where is the separation here? But like, once you get into the weird tower with all of the, yeah, the clockwork the, like the clockwork stuff happening, I'm all in. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that, but I don't dig anything leading up to that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can kind of get into Harvest Valley. Like, I ended up having um, fun. Like one, whatever this like this poison thing that's keeping Mitha alive. That, that she's using. I like the way that this did feel to me. And this is subjective because I don't think it felt this way to you, but like it felt like there was a, a, a thing, a process going on here. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't fighting guardians. I was interrupting work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the, uh, you know, you see the bodies, like the bodies at the bottom of the poison thing are reanimating. These are the people who are harvesting it. You have those gigantic guys, you know, moving presumably you never see them move rocks or anything like that but i always imagine those those giant slave masters like you know mining essentially like creating you know finding these these wells of this poison um and then you know the guys with the uh the blades you know are the like wear the the robes and stuff like they're wearing work clothing mm-hmm. or the aprons you know so i have the sense of like oh i'm i'm interrupting an operation here which i really liked that um you get a little bit of that in uh seldora as well um, yeah, and that's yeah. one of something that's going to give a lot of goodwill to me in a Dark Souls area is if I feel like it's a place that makes sense and something is happening when I get there. That um, you're, that really, you're not a part of. That's I, I really yes. dig that too. It just didn't work yeah. for me here. And here's my my last thing on Harvest Valley is it's possibly the worst sunlight altar placement. Uh, oh yeah, that that's pretty bad. Yeah, and uh, I almost had uh, when I did when I was copying and pasting. Um, location names into my spreadsheet dark souls three the wikipedia had the sunlight altar as a, its own discrete location mm-hmm. and i it was gonna make the list if it was literally if it had a title card and it was just that little room in dark souls three like i would say that's the most that's the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't have its own title card so i had to remove it off the list but this is also like yeah we just need it somewhere just go put it over there that's like kind of close to a bonfire but not really i don't care just put it over there somewhere like there's some statues on the ground like i just it's I don't know. This area really irks me. 
it's yeah it's not a that that sunlight sunlight altar placement there is pretty shitty like it's not my favorite thing either so before you know someone calls me out for being a uh you know hypocrite for liking it when dark souls 2 does it um <laughs> i don't i don't like that specific callback at all um there and it's also that when having something that specific like the kind of callbacks when people are do that when people do the internet thing of saying that any amount of hypocrisy means you're a bad person and are not to be listened to um what they're saying is that like, oh, you like the callbacks in Dark Souls 2. You didn't like them in Dark Souls 3. Um, they're pretty different. And what it comes down to is that feeling of like aeons passing versus 40 years passing. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with the Sunlight Altar in Dark Souls 2 is that like enough time has passed, but the Sunlight Altar is in a specific place. So it ties the location. You know, it's a problem that the number three has as well, where there's there's a Sunlight Altar in, in Dark Souls 3 that like, I mean, I guess they could have like dug it out and moved it up here. You know, but it's just it, it makes it makes a one to one location thing and invites too strong a comparison. So you're not filling in blanks with your imagination. You're like kind of, uh, you know, there's there's an answer. You just don't have it yep. as opposed to there being, mm-hmm. you know, solving for X and X can be anything. Um, my number three is uh, the Nightmare Frontier. Uh, <laughs> the first Bloodborne but, appearance on the, on the, this. the first Bloodborne <laughs> appearance, but not the last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think that, I mean, when you're t- the nightmare frontier it, for me is very similar to how harvest Valley is to you, where it's like a big, terrible color palette. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a really, really huge area, like a huge boring area that is full of bullshit. Like when you first start out, it's fine. You know, you fight, uh, fight the, the wolf, like electric wolf things. You fight a couple of hunters. It's good. But then you get down to like the, uh, the Aboleths down in the poison, like unending poison swamps. Um, you start running into winter lanterns here, a bunch of bullshit traps where like they just put you down with winter ant lanterns, which is a death sentence. Um, and it just, it just takes forever to get through. Like I actually like amygdala. Um, I like the like weird foliage here that looks like alien fungus, but the actual area itself, I have negative amounts of fun. in. um, it's like a cool idea that they forgot to make fun. And especially when you go into other nightmare areas of the game that are actually super badass. Like I love the, even though it's really, really uh, small, um, I really like the uh, the lecture hall. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the nightmare of Mensis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are really, really good. This is just like, uh, and and even uh, in the DLC, like the when the nightmare is invading in the real world, like I like that a lot as well. Um, this just feels like a big brown, boring poison shit show. It's my least favorite poison area of actually the entire series. So I like this less than I like the gutter or blight town or Valley of defilement or any of those hmm. things. I think this is the worst uh, poison level. I can't, I can't really, and I don't, it's not really my place to argue with you on that or, or anything, but like I, I understand all that. And like, I agree with a lot of it, but it just doesn't bother me. Like I, maybe it's just the exact opposite of the harvest Valley thing where you were like, yeah, I'm kind of dig this, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, the the weird surreal atm- atmosphere and like looking off into the distance and seeing like just kind of weird stuff on the horizon and like all these weird critters and even the winter lanterns which i think this might be the first time that i encountered a winter lantern for the first time and like that was just so bizarre and crazy like I, it took me a while to learn how much bullshit it is but at the when i first saw it i was like freaked out and like that's the kind of thing that i, I come to souls games for is getting like freaked out and scared so yeah uh, yeah, I, I agree, but like it, it just, it didn't make my list in my, in my world. Like they, that kind of, that feeling that, uh, it just gets evoked so much better in other areas. That's true. You know, so like mm-hmm. there's nothing that this area does. That's the best 
that any area does it mm-hmm. in this game, I think. So that, that feeling of being kind of weirded out and freaked out, like I was already there because I have to go through the lecture hall to get there. Like the way I got here was being picked up by an amygdala. You know, I'm already freaked <laughs> out and scared. And then just when I get there and just have it being like a poison swamp full of like fish monsters, you know, for so much of the geography just ended up bumming me out. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, what is your number two, Jeremy? My number two is, uh, and going back to Dark Souls 2 again, the frigid outskirts. Oh, yeah. It's going to appear on my list. Just a spoiler <laughs> just, as well. <laughs> just a couple of seconds. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is the co-op challenge run, whatever you want to call it, for uh, the Curse of the Ivory King, which is Crown otherwise... Of Crown of the Ivory King, excuse me. Uh, which is otherwise a an amazing level. Like, I, I love it a lot. But, oh boy, is this area just full of fucking bullshit um it the whole gimmick is that you're in the basically in the middle of a blizzard which sounds like it should be cool because the blizzard is like blowing real hard and then it will die down and when it dies down you have visibility so that you can kind of make it to your next way where the bullshit comes in are these horse reindeer enemies that shoot lightning at you i think and seem to have infinite stamina and come from all different directions and sometimes gang up on you and then even once you get to what should be an area of protection, like your first little outcropping of buildings, like they're still coming for you. Like there's no respite to it. So you go through all of this, you get to the end and then like, there's real, not really anything there. Like the ending is just, you know, it does the sanctuary guardian thing is like, Oh, you had fun fighting one now fight two of like another boss that's in that area. And I'm, just not into it like i've tried to go through and tried to appreciate it with like different builds and like well maybe i'll just like turn off all the lights and get really into it and yeah i just it just this is garbage like i i just feel like it's the worst playing souls level well the second worst playing souls level uh yeah i uh i i think it's the worst playing souls level it's my number one my my hold off content so or comment so my number one isn't an anticlimax but i I very little add what you said but that is spoiler that's actually my number one Oops. So that we'll, we'll get there uh, in a moment. Um, yeah. Uh, my, uh, my number two is chalices mm-hmm. uh, just in general. Um, I put them all together because, you know, it would have been uh, the things that I dislike about them are all the same. Yeah. Um, so, and we, we did a whole episode where, about this, but like it is, uh, there's good things to be had in them. Um, you know, it's not my number one because like bloodborne is a fun game to play no matter what. Like if you're controlling your hunter, uh, that feels good in your hands. So like the worst Bloodborne level, it still feels good to move around in. But the things that the chalices don't do anything that I like about Souls games, uh, except for roughly half the bosses, maybe less, mm-hmm. you know, are new and cool. But most of it is just like really like long unending hallways, um, real, real tedious trips to go get more chalice materials to play more chalices um you know lots and lots of just like rooms full of of enemies with treasure i don't care about on the other side and just seeing the same room over and over and over like you know going through like the re- one of the reasons why i like uh playing a souls game is i want to see like what's you know what's on the other side of that hallway you know it's going to be a thing and like even in even when it's nothing great like i you know i spent a bunch of time in say like uh in Anne orlando like looking at the paintings and stuff in the the uh, residential part of Anne orlando um, it just felt like these like cool tantalizing clues that were telling me something about the world and had a sense of place. There's none of that in the chalices. Like it, the the idea that narratively this is supposed to be sold to me as the ruins of a culture is bonkers because uh, <laughs> there's no sense of culture to this. It's a couple. Tre- it's like a crypt. You know, there's like some treasure rooms for pharaohs or what have you. It feels like, but there is no sense of these people who they are, what they did, what they valued. 
there's no sense of place mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, Chalice Dungeons. And that is why they are my number two worst Souls area. I should have got a soundboard for this. That would have made this thing <laughs> shum, way shum. more interesting. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Uh, number one for me is the quintessential most hated Dark Souls level of all time, which is the Lost Isolith. Um, mm-hmm. it, it gets on this strictly, uh, well, not strictly, but a, a major point in its kind of terribleness is that it's literally unfinished. Like, you can say things... You can say that like levels are unfinished, but like in this one, you can actually see where the geometry like isn't connected to the world in some places. Like there's some real like, come on guys, how did you even release this type <laughs> stuff? Um, the but actually, you know, just some of this stuff just doesn't even make sense. Like the shortcut, quote unquote, is like just kind of a again, it gets back to the boring stuff of like there's just the enemies aren't very fun to fight. Um, the only really interesting enemy, and I don't remember the name of it, is that like. It's like chaos eater my friend chaos eater thank you i knew it was a cool yeah. name um but that's they're trivial they're trivial so like they're not even like they're not they're fun if they happen to catch you and like put you in their hat mouth like that's a good time yeah. that's a good time for everybody <laughs> um but like if they don't do that then you're just like three three or four hits and they're dead um siegmeyer's down here and one of the weirder quest lines of any you know npc in the game uh fighting said hat mouth creatures uh, and that's fine i guess like I, I don't particularly find any of that stuff interesting like the oh the wall the floor fell through and now you're down here having to kill some people like i don't know that's they did they do that earlier in the game so i kind of feel like it's just more bullshit here and then of course the boss itself of the level is not particularly satisfying in any kind of way so mm-hmm. yeah lost isolith is my number one most hated dark souls level uh, yeah, I, um, uh, I like for like, I actually kind of like Lost Isolith. I've never been on board with hating it as much as most of the back half Dark Souls one stuff. Um, partly because it looks like an old temple, you know, like it looks like what, what it is like the, the aesthetic, once you get past the lava part, which I think is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to the overgrown vine part. Um, I think that actually looks like a place like it, it feels good. And then it is, uh, for me, like part of the the appeal is even though what you actually do with Sigward and the trap part of it is not particularly interesting, mm-hmm. uh, this is like the articulation point of like his quest, which is my favorite thing. This is the point where you you actually make you it's the final straw whether you like take away his sense of purpose or not. Um, and that's I really love that you know, and the fact that it's so complicated where it's like you can't just say like, Oh, I saved him. Oh, I didn't. It's not a binary video game thing. You know, like your goal is not to save him. Your goal is to make him feel like he saved himself. And that's a really sophisticated kind of goal, I think for, for one of these games. So that just ends up getting a lot of goodwill. Uh, the chaos eater is my favorite dark souls monster as well okay. <laughs> just of all time so like i i really love those like just the design uh, because i find them just like the design. so yeah okay because they're so easy to kill like that i would be way more i would be way more interested in these as monsters if they were like you know had more, more interesting moveset or like would pose any more of a threat but it's just like the all the weird floating statue things that come after you with the fire breath like those guys don't pose any kind of threat either so yeah yeah and, th- and that's the thing too they're not like a fun fight yeah. They're just my favorite. Yeah. They're my favorite visual design. Like as far as Dark Souls is doing weird stuff, like it's they look a little cartoony, you know, mm-hmm. like in when Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 came out, like I like a lot of the goofy designs. I like those hand hippos, mm-hmm. um, but they're a little bit like, OK, well, they've got, you know, a thousand different eyes for teeth and like it's a little bit like over the top. 
Mm-hmm. The Chaos Eater feels uh, to me like it's on the perfect like balancing point of like goofy but also cool looking and alien looking. You know, it doesn't look like a, like a notebook drawing, which I can dig that notebook drawing thing. Like I love, you know, I love the, the hand hippos, but I, the Chaos Eater is my my apex for those things. So there's too many things for me to like about Lost Isleth. And then I've also never hated the boss fight as much as everyone else does. Like, I don't think it's good. I think it's kind of bullshit, but I don't, uh, I don't hate it, you know? See, um, I, hate it. I think it's, I, I don't like the Dragon God fight. I think it's, I think lots, I think the bed of chaos is, is worse than Dragon God. Like, it's just. It's, oh it's, yeah i mean they're yeah. both they're both bad like yeah. they're not uh the only thing that they're good for is sense of scale right so like you you this is a big cool metal as shit chaos demon made of roots and fire like it mm-hmm. looks amazing and you do that little slide down there and it's like a really cool presentation oh, see that slide is so goofy that like your it character is. just looks like a dummy <laughs> oh my god it is uh, uh i mean i guess like the slide itself is not the cool part i'm talking about i guess more the anticipation of when you get that first like the first splash splash image of the, yeah. the bed of chaos is incredible. I really, really love it. And, and the, you gotta, the, and you gotta actually like, like when you start freeing its limbs and it starts going crazy, like that's a, a yeah, rad it's really scene, cool. It's just you know? not fun to play at all. No, like, it's, it's not. And they could have done it so much easier. Like I'm not, uh, I don't need to, it to be hard to be, to be good. And, and you know, that's, I keep bringing that up, but like the way to make this easier was, it would be to make the consequence for failure, not instant death. Like just don't make it pits. Like if it didn't open up, if or if the pits didn't kill you, if it just like inconvenienced you or something like that, or you could only land in the pits three times before they broke or something, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, they, or, they, yeah. You could still get up back to the top or something. Yeah, something like that. Like it, just make it not death, and then put a bonfire right outside it. You know, would have made this like no, people wouldn't hate this boss nearly as much as they do. I think. Yeah. Um. So it's a uh, but yeah, I end up actually kind of liking Isolith. and my my number one though is the frigid outskirts, um, which we uh, we talked about a little bit, but like. You know, I mostly echo what you said. I, but the reason why it got my number one spot is that they made a area that has one of the stronger uh, concepts of an area in the game, and something they haven't done. Like Dark Souls has done several things where they play with visibility um, to varying degrees of success. So, like, you know, it's dark in the Valley of Defilement. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to you fight the lost sinner, and the lost. It's dark in that arena unless you change it, and it changes your lock-on distance. Um, you go to the the shaded woods and there are semi-visible phantoms. Um, they played with visibility. They never totally occluded it though. Even like, you know, uh, the, the giants, tomb of the giants, like, you know, you come in there with a way to see, yeah. um, you know, but they this idea of like, we need to actually one, we want you to be blind Two, We want to get you like lost, you know? And they somehow took that idea that I think is actually pretty strong and forgot like anything compelling about the gameplay of it. <laughs> yeah. Like how, like if, if you fought, like if you fought more interesting things or check this out, what if there aren't enemies down here and people are dying because they get lost, you know, like you could, you could have instilled a really cool feeling in the player of like, you know, you, uh, you travel from place to place. You're trying to find your way through the snow. Um, Hey, here's a, here's a corpse, um, of somebody who got lost before who got shunted down here, uh, in this coffin. Um, and then you walk around and then you see the same corpse and it's like, Oh, did I get turned around? Like, is this, I have no idea where I'm at. Sure. Yeah. You know? But in, you never have a chance to feel, uh, when you're in the frozen art outskirts because you're constantly ass- assaulted by these surprise lightning reindeer. Um, like you just never have a chance to get the, uh, the actual expression that I think they were trying to do with it. Um, because I also they decided to like harry the player the entire time as opposed exactly. to just letting the player experience it. 
and like you know areas without enemies areas with non-aggressive enemies and stuff like that are always like awesome to me they're always going to stand out and i it's something the series is really missing uh and has been for a long time i think um I also would have liked to have more structures. Like the idea of exploring this town that has been destroyed by snow um, and stuff would have been really, really cool. Uh, it's got, it got reclaimed, mm-hmm. you know, by, by the winter. Um, that would have been really great, but there's like three buildings and there's almost nothing in them, you know? So it ends up being being a real bummer. And then, I know this isn't bosses, but for the whole thing just to show up and just have a boss that you've already fought that like is such a pain in the dick to fight. Like this is this is the worst boss run in the game too. Oh, easily. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like in the series, like it is, uh, just makes it, you know, and, and I love Elium Lois. Like I love this whole DLC, but this is, this is egregious. I like it less than Chalice Dungeons. So like if, if that tells you anything, like I have, you know, this is the, I'm entering into like hour three now of bad mouthing Chalice Dungeons on <laughs> uh, as we speak. And I think the frigid outskirts are worse. I actually probably so. be like hour four or five. If you count the, uh, duck stream that we did. Oh shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, lots of uh, so they are not my favorite thing. I think this is worse. I hadn't um, really thought about like the way you would change this level to make it better, but like this is begging for like a frostbite status effect. Uh, that oh would, yeah, that would just basically you know apply poison to you like and until you get to a bonfire to literally warm yourself up. Like it would have broken it unless there unless there was just because you know the warping and dark souls too like as soon as you found the bonfire in front of the boss like you would never have to do it again but that actually kind of sounds fun like let me die three or four times while i'm trying to figure it out because i'm not with enemies attacking me but with my health just draining because i'm so fucking cold and lost like that yeah. would have been really really cool the um yeah I, the the more something that like as much as this is my favorite video game series of all time like uh something that i don't think they do a great job of uh is trying to find new ways to like challenge you that are not just enemies and as the series goes on it just like enemies get tankier and bigger and have more stamina and that just kind of continues and there whenever there's an example in any of these games of like a way they're trying to challenge you otherwise like looking at something like um uh i really love the level in bloodborne i really love the research hall and one of the reasons why i love the research hall is that like some of the enemies are kind of tough but that's not the point it's like a navigation challenge Mm -hmm. you know like challenge me in ways other than just combat like i get it's a combat action game but like you know, this, this kind of quiet dignity, this this feeling, this aesthetic that the series is known for, there's so many different ideas within that sphere to kind of try to express. And uh, I would just like to see a wider variety, you know? Absolutely agreed. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I think a less combat focused and more, like, and I hate to say, like, because if you take the action out of action RPG, what do you, you just have like a normal RPG, but like, I've always been fascinated with pacifist runs in games of not actually like attacking anything, but just trying to make your way through the world. And, like or indirectly attacking things, and I, I really would like them to to you know put more of an effort into building those into either levels or bosses or whatever. Like I, I would like to see more of that. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be I don't want a pacifist option for the entire game. I just want there to be a couple of things that you can do that with. Sure, you yeah, know, yeah. just like early on, something that's happened in these Souls games, and it's one of the reasons why like I'm kind of all right if you know they take a break or end it is that like. Early on, I felt like most of the areas, you know, in the first season of Dark Souls or, or Bonfire to the Chat, like uh, every area had a, uh, you know, a thesis, you know, and it, it felt like every area was about something. And somewhere along the way that got lost, you know, like it, in the design, it wasn't like we stopped calling them out. It was we stopped being able to find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like what is, what's the thesis of the Cathedral of the Deep? What's that level about? It's, it's, a, it's a big church, it's a big church. you know, like yeah. <laughs> the big church with some, some bad guys in it. Like there's nothing, it's not about anything. And like, 
bosses and areas that are used to be about something, uh, even when they're not super difficult, like those I respond to. It's like, I, I really love Priscilla. Uh, Priscilla is not super hard, but Priscilla has a real like strong gimmick and concept that like will re- really do it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, Storm King has a really strong gimmick and concept that really does it for me. Um, and I just, I miss that. And instead it's just like, everything has to be balls hard. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing with uh, enemy placement. That's where a lot yeah. of the uh, like co-op, that's why there's like two or three of the co-op side levels on my list. It's the worst levels because there's no rhyme or reason to the enemy placements. Like it's just, let's, let's just put a bunch of enemies around and like they're all going to aggro the player. And that's, yeah. it, you know, like Dark Souls 1 kind of sold me on like there's these enemies and they're here and they're placed strategically so that you have to deal with them in a certain way or have to deal with them in any one of a number of certain ways that you can deal with them. And that's really, really interesting. But you can get to an area where, hey, there's, you know, five black knights or there's, I don't know, it's not an actual real thing, but like five of those uh, sunken knight dudes, the kind of greenish guys, like they're just all down there. Go kill them. Like that's not, yeah. that's not it's just kind of like, yeah. It's like I'm playing a, a like a, what is the it's like a wave based shooter thing. Like where you just like just enemies just come at you. You know what yeah, I'm like saying? A ro- like, like a Robotron or like a sure. Sam or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, like it's just, it's literally just reflexes at that point. And that's, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't like it either. And it's not, um, you know, those challenge areas in dark souls too, which are balanced, you know, again, balanced for co-op. We refer- recognize that before people like call us out, but like, mm-hmm. uh, that's part of it. Um, it's, but it's, it's not just been that, like they've been doing that kind of the whole, time like there are areas in dark souls 3 where it's like oh i'm down in the basement of the uh the Arthel dungeon here's a thousand of these jail keepers yeah you know here's a thousand of this thing like i i, I sympathize with the idea behind it and and you know it's hard for me to think of good ways to ramp this up i'm not a game designer though so that's kind of not my job <laughs> you know like it is it's I'm a, I'm a critic and and it just ends up being less satisfying to me you know, and it's going to be a thing where it's like as much as we're in the future of Bonfire Side Chat, we're moving into some areas that I think are very strong overall. This problem permeates the rest of Dark Souls 3 for me, um, where there's just like, oh, like the high wall, like Lothric Castle. Here's just like a thousand guys with a billion hit points. You know, you can't it's not enough to fight one of these like red eye knights at once with a healer. Here's two of them. You know, like it just it just keep amping it up. And like that that bloat is such a like a. A gross thing to me and I, I get it and they're probably for every you know person like me or you who like doesn't want their the series to go that way there are people who would be disappointed if it didn't get harder you know like there are people for whom like playing this game is like climbing a mountain uh and that's just i just don't relate to that it's just not how I, what i get out of it the uh that, that dude that makes videos um neo loki i, I think you've, you're familiar yeah. with that dude uh he told me one time that it's like dark souls started out as like the kind of cool edgy kid like in, in mm-hmm. high school and then like got in with the jocks and now all of a sudden he's like the swing a dick on campus fucking all the cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and it, that, that, that imagery really worked for me. Cause it's like, yeah, like you look at the marketing now and it's all like, it's going to make you die. And yeah. like, that's not what was ever appealing to me about these games. No. So, yeah. So again, it would be, you know, very, very cool. Like, you know, do the series, move it in a different direction, but whatever that direction is like, just, I wish it was, get away from this marketing idea that like, you know, this game fucks like, just like, <laughs> let it, let it, let it be 
uh, concentrate on this, like these weird, beautiful environments and this like wonderful storytelling and these like tragic characters uh, and just get away from this. Like we are going to make you break your controller stuff. Yeah. Cause like, like those games I have like, you know, there's like, I want to be the guy like those games exist and stuff and they're, they're good for what they are. But like, having it mixed with other stuff I want more than that is a real bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like having to choke down this thing that I don't want to get the thing that I do want uh, is is disheartening a little bit. So, um, yeah, and I'm sure we'll end up talking about that in the, the next one of these specials or whichever one we do the bottom bosses on. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, a, that's a big problem with like, if, if I'm going to hate a spoiler, if I'm going to hate a boss, it's going to be because it's bullshit hard, not because it's too easy. Oh, you know, man. like your, your bo- bottom boss. bosses are going to be like all of the bosses in Bloodborne. Like, cause Bloodborne is so bad about that with like the overinflated I, hit points. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be all the ones in, in Bloodborne, but Bloodborne will definitely make an appearance. Cause that's one of the bosses is one of the things I think is not great about Bloodborne. Sure. Uh, which a game it's like, even in my mind has like been aging a little bit better. You know, like I like Bloodborne a lot. Um, I, I mean, I love Bloodborne. It was like, you know, I love Bloodborne, but it's like coming off of it looking back on it and kind of reflecting with dark souls three coming out, which is what I kind of thought I wanted was like, let's get back to castles and shit. Um, seeing kind of like, well, you know what? There's actually a lot of things that did with its storytelling and main plot. That is, was simpler and stronger than this. Like that felt finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas some parts of dark souls three definitely don't, you know, but the, the bosses I think are not particularly good in bloodborne on a whole. Anywho, like we're going to, I'm going to talking about that a lot. Like just hardness for hardness's sake. Uh, yeah which i don't like i'm with you 100 percent for for like oh hey this is this would be really fun if it wasn't so goddamn hard or if it wasn't a million years that was i mean this is a weird it's gonna sound like me just shoehorning in a pet subject but like that's a big problem i had with undertale was getting to bosses and just having them last forever oh yeah like i don't know if you played that game but like i didn't a lot a lot of the bosses just like have you know three or four times as many hit points as i think that they should have so I have this thing with this exact same problem with um, Enter the Gungeon, which is mm. a game that I I love the aesthetic of. Like my favorite rapper of all time did like ninety percent of the music and the game noises in it. So like it's all of the stuff it should appeal to me directly, but I can barely even get to the boss of the second level. And like yeah. I'm not bad. I'm just <laughs> it's just so fucking hard. No, gu- yeah, Gungeon is too hard. It, yeah. It's got that. Like I mean, that's we talk about that in Comrade all the time. But nobody has cracked the Isaac formula where like the trick is give the player health. Yeah. Like yeah. you never get health pickups in Gungeon and you never get health pickups in uh nuclear throne and you never get health pickups in like, uh, got the first person one that we did. Like whenever they, somebody does an Isaac, like they make health really, really hard because what they're taking away from it is that Isaac is hard. So this should be hard. Yep. Uh, but that's like just difficulty is never going to be that's not a good design goal. Yeah, you know it's way easier it's way more fun and way more accessible to make your game like give you give the player the ability to survive it and then slowly but surely make it harder for them or like have that yeah. just be a difficulty setting like you it's not doesn't work have to work for everybody like you know twice yeah. as much health drops on a level and you're you've solved a problem like i could probably get through that game at that point anyway. or, or just and if you don't if that's compromising your vision uh throw in a difficulty selector like yeah. one of the things i love about um darkest dungeon is the fact that the developer makes their difficulty so modular so like if you want their like balls hard vision of the game you can do it it's no problem but you can also go in the options and turn off some of those things that are gonna be really big frustrations like if you, at the beginning of the game, you could be like, I'm, you know what? I'm going to play this on normal mode. That means I get a reasonable amount of health, but if I want to, I can opt into Iron Man, you know, big dick on campus mode, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, just, just let me, you know, and that's again, like 
webs within webs because it's one of the things that like I feel like uh, everybody you know shits on Dark Souls two, but Dark Souls two has my favorite player control difficulty of almost any game that's not done through a menu between the Covenant of Champions and aesthetics. Yep. Uh, you know, it is so elegant and good. Uh, and then to have the game just kind of be like, no, let's actually just make it so it's like your new game plus two champion, champion, uh, Covenant of Champions for the entire game. You know, yeah. um, that bums me out. So I like opting in. I want the choice. Um, yeah. And so, this uh, has been your uh, bonfire side <laughs> chat about game difficulty. <laughs> yes. It's, I mean, it, it's related, right? Like it's, oh, it's related to the yeah, areas yeah. and it's, yeah, it, it makes sense. And, um, thank you. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, specific thanks to, uh, to Jeremy. So thank you, Jeremy. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. This was a great, this yeah, was a great time. It's fun, right? It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. And specific thanks to, uh, to my Kickstarter backers, uh, for souls of darkness. Um, you know, the, this is what I'm doing instead of the audio play. Cause the audio play was hundreds of hours of work and I didn't, I kind of bit off more than I could chew. Um, but hopefully you appreciate these and I like doing them. I'm looking forward to doing the rest of them. So it's good to get some perspectives that are, uh, you know, Cole is going to be on one of these. So for people who are miss Cole, like, you know, we, we made a lot of jokes in the beginning of the episode about Cole. Uh, Jeremy has, is not wearing his clothes or skin or anything. I'm Cole uh, so, now. Yes. <laughs> I'm Cole. <laughs> I, I can't make my voice deep without making it sound dumb. I wasn't trying to make Cole sound dumb, but I can't. I can't do a deep voice without trying to sound like like, <laughs> like, like Lauren Bacall. Um, well, well, well. Uh, I'm not even so, trying to impersonate Cole. It would just come out insulting. I know for a fact. So. Yeah. I don't know what that would sound like. Let's not do it. Um, so, Jeremy, uh, where can people find you online? Um, at JG Greer on Twitter. It's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. Um, I do various podcasts. You can go to darkinsight.net to see all of that stuff. There's one general gaming podcast and one specifically rated to Dark Souls called Don't Give Up Skeleton. The other one's called Dark Insight. Uh, check out both of those and let me know what you think. And I can always be found on the duckfeed.tv Slack uh, where I mm-hmm. spend, like that's become my internet home, away from home. So, Yeah, it's it's a real, real good place. So you will, uh, you'll enjoy it. Head on out. Um, yeah, so yeah, thank you very much. If you want to, uh, the people who this is for have already supported the show, so I'm not going to do... Uh, and supported the book, so I'm not going to do a bunch of admin. But uh, thanks for listening. And uh, until next time, Jeremy, what should they watch out for? Or what should they <laughs> they watch, watch out for waist high ledges. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>